It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, Nighttime at Noon coming to you from our studios in downtown Summerlin, inside City National Arena, the Golden Knights. Uh, getting set to head out on a three-game road trip through Western Canada. Stops in Vancouver and then Calgary and then Edmonton. Before that, you're stuck with us. Dave Gosher, Shea Knighty with you on a Monday, the 11th of April, where the Golden Knight chain, where there's a lot to get to on the show. We're going to hear from Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer. They're, the team is still out on the ice um, going through their paces. We're going to pick up Pete DeBoer's press conference before the show is out and before – the team and us uh, head to Vancouver. But I guess let's start. Uh, what do they say? Let's start at the beginning. Good developments at practice today. Yes. Mark out there practicing with Chandler Stevenson and Max Pacioretty on line. This is something we were hoping might develop. You know, you start to kind of look at, okay, they got Martinez back, McNabb back, Pacioretty back. Mark Stone had been skating. And today, skating on a line with his usual line mates. Well, you look, go, just go back to the last game, how much depth and, and balance that brought. Just throwing Patch Reddy back in the lineup, the way Pete DeBoer kind of balanced things out. Did it in pairs, Stevenson, Patch Reddy together, Marcia, so Carlson and Eichel and Dodonoff. And, you know, now you bring Stone back, so you complete that line. At least that's the way it looks in practice. Uh, we'll wait for Pete DeBoer and what his update is on Mark Stone. But they have the Stevenson, Patch Reddy, Stone line back together keeping Dodonoff, Eichel, and Wah, and then uh, Marcel Carlson and Amadio. So, uh, and actually, you should mention that fourth line, LeCision, Ron Beer, Colasar, they had, I thought they had a terrific game against Arizona. Um, certainly some things might change uh, if, if Mark Stone is ready to go because there are some uh, areas that will need to be taken care of for him to play first uh, monetary. Uh, yeah. You could probably figure all that out, but Dave. That's probably not. I'm not good with math, but... Here's another good sign, Shane. You know, and you you try to you know we kind of look a lot of the practices, and we see most of them here at CNA. I mean, they're they're I don't say they're run of the mill, but they're they're off day yeah. practices. When you've got a a power play unit right now that they were running out here a minute ago with Stone, Eichel, Pacioretty, the Donoff, and Theodore around the unit, you try to look for signs. Is that player close to playing, and potentially even yeah. as soon as tomorrow night or maybe Thursday? You've got Stone practicing with with what is their number one power play unit right now. And a power play that has struggled. Um, You know, that's an area their game needs to be better, certainly here with the nine games remaining and and points vital each and every night. Your special teams can can be the difference. And the power play is not uh, needed to be either in the game against Chicago. Uh, Mark Stone certainly adds that. Max Pacioretty, he's got a game now under his belt since returning. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, it's it is definitely a sign, a, a positive sign, and for the Golden Knights, uh, you can feel the energy. That's the other thing. Every time one of these players gets plugged back in, uh, you, you can hear the chatter, uh, the excitement, the smiles, everything. Uh, just you know, everything happens a little bit quicker when you're playing with that energy on the ice, even in practices. So uh, certainly, we hope this is a real good sign. Well, it's a good sign regardless. Uh, it's just a matter of when he's going to be ready. It's uh, the step that Pete DeBoer talked about, integrating him into practice, Mark Stone. And then, uh, you know, a lot of times they like to evaluate how he feels after that and then kind of move forward with the decision. You mentioned the power play, Shane. The Golden Knights have scored three power play goals in their last nine games, all <laughs> in one game, right? The yeah. the win and, and, a, and a good win for them against a good Nashville team here a couple of weeks back. 
Um, that's been the only game they've been able to cash in on the power play. I guess the, the good news is that starting with that game, they've now won six out of seven. You know, they, they it looked like they were in real bad shape, right? They lost all five on that road trip, came home, won a couple of games against Florida and L.A., go to Minnesota and Winnipeg, lose again. Now you're talking seven losses yeah. in nine games. It's not looking promising for them. A combination of they've been able to turn things around, some other teams struggling, right? Dallas lost to New Jersey the other day. I know they came back and won against Chicago yesterday, but the Kings blow a three-goal lead yesterday in Minnesota, up 3 nothing, 10 minutes in, lose 6-3. to three. So whereas maybe, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and certainly coming off that 0-5 road trip, I remember we talked about it on television saying there might come a point here where the math is not going to add up for them. Yeah. Games played, they're going to, you know, they played more games than anybody. Uh, but they are still very, very much alive in this playoff race, combination of their good play and some other teams that have hit the skids. And the return of players. Yes. You know, they wouldn't have been able to turn around with the the additions of McNabb, Martinez, even Zach Whitecloud back in the lineup, uh, you know, and then you bring Patch Reddy, now possibly Stone. It just makes a huge difference for this team. They look completely different. Uh, it gives them the opportunity to compete, to be a, you know elite team again when you bring back those stars into your lineup. And, yeah, they went on the run. Uh, that still didn't allow – you know, they still were – you said the other teams were doing the same thing. They, they hadn't gained ground, so you need a little bit of help. They've gotten that now. Uh, basically, they're at the point now with the Kings that they have the possibility one game in hand, and they can tie them. So playing a Vancouver team they've seen a lot of, a chance to really kind of bury Vancouver, who's kind of hanging on behind them, four points behind. Uh, so can make more separation in the standings there. And the big thing, pull even with the Los Angeles Kings. It, it is a massive game in hand for them to try and pull even and, and put themselves in a playoff position because I think the way in for the Golden Knights is through the hitting that third spot in the Pacific. Yeah, the Kings have lost three in a row and five of their last seven coming off just a, a tough one yesterday in Minnesota. You made the point, Shane, and we showed this on the TV sets recently too. As well as they've played, they haven't gained yeah. ground, right? But they haven't lost any either. You know, it could have been very easy for them to go the other way. They haven't done that. Um, right now, at this hour, two points behind Dallas for the second wild card spot, two points behind the Kings for third in the Pacific. And as you said, I, and I, I agree, that that could be the more viable route for them. Golden Knights have a game in hand on L.A. Dallas has a game in hand on Vegas. Um, it, it shapes up to be, and you know, we're so used to them cruising yeah, to a playoff spot, right? Yeah, now you're just kind of tune up for playoffs. Yeah. And, and there is that flip side, and Pete DeBoer talked about it. Some of the players have, they're already in playoff mode, and sometimes there's those teams that, you know, get to playoffs, they scratch, they claw, they get into it, they're already playoff ready. They don't, they don't need a game or two. So, you know, the Golden Knights, uh, they've been in playoff mode for a while. They're going to be in it right through to the end of the season, and hopefully they get in, then – they're maybe that step ahead, ready to go, and they can be a dangerous team uh, once they get there. Four teams right now separated by three points. Nashville at 87, L.A. at 86, Dallas at 86, Golden Knights at 84. That's how tight it is. It shapes up to be just a fascinating final couple of weeks of the season, I guess two and a half weeks. Now, that's not to say it's it's not easy on the heart day-to-day, yeah. seeing how the Golden Knights do and how uh, the teams that they're chasing do. But it is one heck of a run um, that you hope this team can go on 
uh, down the stretch. You know, most recently, Shane, you mentioned the return of Max Pacioretty uh, coming on the heels of recent returns for Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez. You know, the Golden Knights, they go on that road trip, three-gamer, Seattle for two, Van for one, win all three, come back home, and you're hoping they can keep it going, and then they lose to Vancouver, right? And I know we, we talked. Yeah, and we talked after the game. You know, look, if if they've got an eight-point cushion for a playoff spot, a game like that at home, you might fluff it off a little yeah. bit. You know, you have a bit of a clunker at home. Um, they're not in a position to have any clunkers, but they're going to happen. And to their credit, they came right back and took care of Arizona fairly easily on Saturday night. And that makes it much easier to digest is when they can bounce back and play the way they did against the Coyotes, a team that they should beat and they did beat um, in Arizona. So, yeah, you certainly don't want to see those games at this time of the year. They happen to everyone, but uh, – Timing could not have been worse for them to kind of put up that clunker against Vancouver. They did. And then the next step is if you do, you've got to move on quickly and get back right to that level of play you need. And they were able to do that against Arizona. Now it's, you know, so Coyotes, now you got Vancouver. So it's a team that goes up like this. It's going to continue. Their their competition's going up throughout this road trip as they start in Vancouver and move on from there to Calgary, who's, uh, I think they're a real strong physical team that's, you got to fight for every inch in that game. And then, you know, you look at the Oilers, certainly uh, top-heavy talent with McDavid, Dreisaitl, what they've been able to do. They've been playing great hockey. It seems like they've locked it up defensively. Their goaltending's better. Um, so, tough road trip ahead. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Grad, uh, great to have you with us on all of our social media channels. Let's do this, guys. Let's dip in right now. Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer with his post-practice media session. Here is the Golden Knights head coach. You know, that's as close to our group as we've had in a long, long time. So, uh, obviously, you know, he's a critical piece for us. And, uh, you know, we've missed him. So, even to have him out there, even if he's not, you know, at 100% and full game speed, uh, um, it's nice to have him back and integrated with the group. Is tomorrow a target for him or is that uh, no, it's a possibility. We'll see. We'll see. I would call it a game time. He's going to travel with us, and we'll make a decision then. We didn't see Matias handwork out there. Uh, just maintenance. He actually he took a, a high stick last game. He was at the dentist this morning, so should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've said before. I think it's it's easier to survive without uh, forwards than it is when when you start losing veteran defensemen. Um, it's just a big ask for young guys to step into this league. You, you can fill in one guy, but when you're filling in three or four guys uh, into your into your six, you know it really changes uh, the way you play. You know you're. you're they're not confident in their gaps. They're, you know their execution uh, sometimes isn't at this uh, speed. So you know it affects your breakouts. It affects your game all the way up the ice. So you know I think um, you know it, it was nice to get our defensive group back. I think that solidified our defensive game. And uh, now as we're adding forwards back, you know hopefully that'll solidify some of our offensive pieces. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a great job. You know, I mean, Nick Hag, I'm, I'm a huge fan, and he was a big part of this team. Um, 
but uh, you know he, he got injured and we needed somebody to step up and uh, Ben you know for a guy it's hard to believe he was sitting around waiting for a job at the point that we got him because uh, you know he's an NHL defenseman he's done a really good job for us. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all we all know the situation. So, um, you know, I, I will say we're not going to make or miss the playoffs in the next five days. Um, so, I think, however it goes, we've got to make sure that we manage uh, the fact that um, you know I think this is going to come down to the last couple games of the season, and uh, you know we've just got to take it night by night and. You know, at the same time, we're probably not going to run the table. So, you know, we've got to handle the highs and lows of what's going to come at us here over the next three weeks the right way. Between A, Houghton, Carrier, and Perslaw, do you expect any of them on the trip? Not a, none of them on the Yeah, it wasn't X and O stuff. It was it was just a, a battle level. They they were a hungrier, more desperate team than us that night for whatever reason. I, I'm sure, you know, they're 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 in a playoff they're in a playoff hunt where, you know, they have almost no margin of error. So you're going to get that, and we have to be ready for that. We can't that can't surprise us. Is there anything else for you? No. Appreciate it. Well, you're all right. You're limping around. Oh, yeah. You didn't. You weren't with Millard on a tandem bike or somewhere. <laughs> well, the very end of our the media conference with Pete DeBoer. That uh, you, I don't know if you could pick it up. It was Gary Lawless on the side there? That I, I don't know if he was limping around or not. Oh, we got to. And, uh, and he and he mentioned and and it's a good segue into uh, sending our best out to our man Darren Millard, who uh, yeah had a cycling accident on. Friday, uh, good news is he's back home. He was not on a tandem ride with Gary Lawless. He was on his own. <clears throat> but um, good to hear improving news about uh, Darren Millard, our host yes. uh, on AT&T Sportsnet. And most uh, everything, four to six show on, on here on yeah. Fox Sports Radio. And um, But, yeah, good to hear him. Uh, so, Pete DeMore mentioned Matias Yanmark going to the dentist today. Took a stick in the mouth from Andrew Ladd the other night. Rumor has it. Millard might be headed to the dentist yeah. today too after his little mishap. On might, might pass by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like two ships, two ships uh, passing in the night. But anyway, so uh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll step aside. We come back. We'll kind of pick apart some of the things that Pete DeBoer mentioned uh, in his press conference. A massive road trip coming up here for the Golden Knights: Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. As it stands right now, the Golden Knights sitting outside the top eight in the West, but uh, just two points behind Dallas and Los Angeles. Before we step aside, a reminder for you that the Craggy Range is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or a postgame meal or to come watch your nights as on one of Craggy Range's big screen TVs or on their huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you can catch all the action as well. And find their full menu for the whole family, plus a full bar with 16 beers on tap. Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center, and it even features an extended patio as well. The Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No ticket required. Dave and Shane with you on a nighttime at noon Monday. We'll have lots more after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great to have you with us nighttime at noon. Coming to you from City National Arena, Studio 31. The Golden Knights getting set to embark on a three-game road trip through Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton. Dave Gosher alongside Shane Knighty. Great to have you with us as the Golden Knights down now to their final nine games of the season. Only three left at the Fortress, six on the road for this team as they try to make a push to get into the top eight and make the Stanley Cup playoffs for the fifth year in a row. Quick reminder for you, stop by where we are right now, City National Arena, located in downtown Summerlin. Bring the family to learn to skate like the pros at the official practice facility of the Vegas Golden Knights. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com. Pete DeBoer just had his daily press briefing, Shane, and um, a couple of interesting things that Pete mentioned um, you know, and it's interesting how he put it. This trip is not – they're not going to make or miss the playoffs on this trip, but it certainly could have an enormous impact on whether they make or miss it. You know, they've still got nine games left, but it's every point every night is enormous of what's on the table for them. And that's what you want the coach to say. Uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, put it where there's that amount of pressure – you know, that you're going in and you're looking at it more big picture than small, right? You don't want to go in, okay, we've got to win these three games. Uh, you know, they know they've got to go well. They all know the situation they're in. But to take, you know, the coach will take pressure off player. You know, we've got to worry about Vancouver and then move on from there. Uh, important each and every night for them to kind of, you know, find these points, find the right way to play. Uh, you know, coach is breaking down team by team, the game plan that needs to be executed. Uh, as he mentioned, uh, Vancouver, it wasn't X's and O's last game. Uh, it was the other one, effort, yeah. and uh, they've got to be able to match that. These are desperate teams. Uh, every team you play this time of the year has uh, you know, got real motivation for what they want to do in the game, and you've got to be able to match that and execute your game plan as best as possible. So when you look at it, you, you can't be too big pitcher. Yes, there's a big pitcher. They all know how important these final nine games are. They all want to make playoffs. But you can't put the pressure on. Say we got to go eight and one. We got to go nine and zero. They've got to go and beat Vancouver, uh, and then move on from there. That's the way it's got to break down, and that's got to be the mentality, you know, of the whole team right now at this point. Gold Knights, as we speak, have seven men out of their lineup. They're hoping to reduce that number. Pete DeBoer said, "Mark Stone, <laughs> game time decision tomorrow in Vancouver." So still six men out. Those six are Haig. Howden, Smith, Patrick, Carrier, and Brossois. None of those half dozen are going to make the trip uh, through Western Canada, but they will get their captain back on this trip, at least to make the trip, whether he plays tomorrow or in uh, Calgary or in Edmonton remains to be seen. I just took a peek, Shane. It, it, you know, it's, it's been one of those seasons for Mark Stone already. He's missed 45 games due to injury. Played the opener against Seattle. Got hurt the next game against the Kings, missed 12. Missed four out of five near the holidays. Missed a couple of more in the third week of January. Now he's missed the last 26, right? He has not played since right after the break. He was part of the All-Star weekend here in Vegas. Played the game in Edmonton, but then got to the point he could not play on back-to-back nights. They had that next night in Calgary, which didn't go well on a lot of fronts, right? But um, 45 games out for Mark Stone this year, and you hope now, so he hasn't played in, what's that, two and a half, uh, two months anyways, yep. um, that if and when they can get him back, they could get him back for the rest of the season. Just the, the, the Matt, enormous it, it, boost in every 
possible way he would give this team. It is. It's a huge boost. And, you know, no offense to everybody else you just mentioned on that list, but if there's one player they're looking to come back first, it's Mark Stone. Uh, he's yet to be in the lineup same time as Jack Eichel. Uh, and it said 45 games he's missed. Max Petras ready, he's missed 43. So you go any lineup in the league and you take out their top goal scorer and their top point getter from the previous season going in this year. Uh, you know, McDavid Landeskog, or not, or McDavid Dreisaitl. You take out uh, Landeskog McKinnon or Rantanen. Right. It, you know, whoever, whatever pairing Point, you do, and see how that team off. can survive. Right. So the fact the Golden Knights, and, and it's been imperative that they've gotten these guys back now, that have, they still have a chance to get into playoffs, and they can be a very dangerous team. They can get there first and be healthy when they get there. Uh, so. Huge news that Stone's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, I talked about what that does, uh, the jolt of energy it'll you know send throughout the team. Just him being out for practice, you could feel it. Him and you know Patch Ready Stevenson back together. They're starting to see this group that they thought they would have now is kind of starting to come together. There's still some pieces out that they would love to have back, guys. You mentioned on that list, but uh, a big step in the right direction here at the most crucial time of the season for the Golden Knights. Eichel, Pacioretty, and Stone, the three of them have not been together once all year. No. Right? Eichel came back, made his return February the 16th. By that point, Stone was out. Uh, let me kind of pick through this. Then Pacioretty uh, played a few games when Eichel, uh, more than a few, yeah. uh, played, well, not much more than a few. Played five, it looks like, on quick glance, maybe four. And then he left the lineup, came back, played three and a half games, left again. We know the story. So that trio has not been together all year, but interesting to note at practice today, they were not together at practice, yeah. right? They put Stevenson Stone, Pacioretty, who have uh, done a lot of good things over the last couple of years back together. Well, now they got the offensive, you know, and just to go back to what Pete DeBoer talked about, it's really interesting. He said, you know, you can survive longer with forwards out than defense. Key part of this team is needing to defend, and they missed, you know, they missed Martinez for a huge chunk, then they lost McNabb. White Clouds, you know, had his pieces. Uh, Nick Haig's been out of the lineup. Um, so, you know, they were able to get healthy there first, which I think was important. Uh, the other important piece is they were without, without Robin Leonard uh, for a long time this year, and he's going to be key. Forward and you know he he made the comments himself says being good isn't good enough they've got to, they've got to raise the bar and goaltending is one of the most important pieces of the game this time of the year and in playoffs so uh, you know he's he, his games come along now as he's back healthy getting in more reps more games so they'll need him to be good the defense group looks solidified uh, talked about the importance of Ben Hutton who I think's been terrific this year he's played anywhere from top two top four top six and you know he's one of those guys that can you know kind of adjust his game to whatever need it doesn't change much but you know what you're going to get each and every night uh, and now if they can bring back and I, I talked about that depth now you look at those top three lines uh, you know Stevenson Eichel and Carlson are your centers that, yeah. that's depth that's as deep as they've been uh, up front uh, as they get ready here to go on this road trip yeah we've wondered all season long, really, were they ever going to be able to get everyone together at the same time? They're probably still not going to be able to do that. <laughs> no. But if Stone returns on this road trip, this would be as close as they have been for a long, long time. You know, Riley Smith's a big part of what they Huge. do, right? Yes. Top six forward. Um, he's out. He's been out long term. Nick Hague, in their you know top four, top six, he's out significant period of time. You know, you've got Howden that's kind of played third, fourth line most yeah. of this year, mostly fourth. 
Nolan Patrick has just been another tough year for him with injuries. Will Carrier's effective in what he he'd does. Be, he'd be a guy that's in yeah. that line. You know, you think, you know, solidifying that fourth line that, you know, brings that physicality, brings that energy each and every game. He's a big part of that. And Lauren Brossois, right, who's, um, you know, unfortunately for him, the results haven't been there in his last eight starts, and the last one hasn't been for a while now. That game uh, in Winnipeg, the game they lost, you get pulled uh, in that game. He's lost seven of his last eight starts. So, But Logan Thompson's come in, right, and maybe provided a little bit of stability to the you know and now with Leonard back they've got a tandem that uh they're pretty comfortable with um but if you're the Golden Knights it's that old saying Shane you're either gonna you're either gonna make it or not make it with your best guys you have to and Leonard's played all three since he's been healthy enough to get back in there and it's not a heavy schedule you've got one back-to-back I think remaining this year and I do expect we'll see Logan Thompson at some point but Robin Leonard will be given you know the net uh, as long as he can and if he continues to perform well and they continue to win games uh, that's exactly what you do you stick with your number one guy well nighttime at noon we're going to step aside when we come back we're going to take a little closer look at this road trip coming up vancouver tomorrow calgary thursday and then edmonton saturday afternoon game by the way one o'clock here uh pacific time for the finale of that road trip dave and shane with you nighttime at noon on a monday on all of our social media channels twitter twitch youtube and facebook and always of course on fox sports las vegas live from city national arena this is nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas Great to have you with us here nighttime at noon with the Golden Knights getting ready to head on a three-game road trip inside now their final nine games of the regular season, three on home ice and six on the road. Two three-game road trips for the Golden Knights, right? you got this one coming up, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and then another three-game of their final three games of the regular season in Dallas, Chicago. That's the back-to-back, Shane, you mentioned, yeah. the only one they have left back-to-back. They end their regular season in St. Louis uh, coming up here on the 29th of April. I mentioned before, Shane, I look at that game against Dallas April 26th, and I think, (laughs) would it come down to that? Quite possible. Quite possible, or it could come down to the game 82 in St. Louis. That's how tight it is in the playoff race in the West. Uh, Of course, a quick reminder for you, don't miss the first concert at the Dollar Loan Center as Billboard chart-topping country star Easton Corbin and friends headline the uh, T- uh, TDLC, easy for me to say, TDLC housewarming party on Friday, April 29th. Tickets start at just 25 bucks, and a VA- VIP package also available for the ultimate experience as this celebration of country music. You don't want to miss it at the Dollar Loan Center. Visit thedollarloanercenter.com for details on this landmark event at Henderson's newest entertainment venue, April 29th. Shane and I cannot make it. We'll be busy doing the hockey yeah, game in St. Louis. a lot of good stuff. But if you're, yes, if you're not busy, check it out at the Dollar Loan Center. Easton Corbin, the first ever concert at uh, the Dollar Loan Center coming up on the 29th of April. This road trip, Shane, um, Vancouver first up. So the Golden Knights split the home and home recently. Yeah. Winning in Vancouver, Shea Theodore, the overtime goal, had that run of three straight game winners on that trip, both in Seattle and then in Vancouver. Uh, then the Canucks come back here. Pete DeBoer talked about they were the hungrier, desperate team winning on last Wednesday here uh, at T-Mobile Arena. Since the win against Vegas, they've knocked off Arizona and San Jose. So they've won three in a row now. The Canucks are, are hanging by a thread, but hanging nonetheless to their playoff hopes. Uh, they're six out 
six back of Dallas, six back of L.A., I guess, as well, four back of the Golden Knights. So, uh, you know, they would virtually have to run the table, get a lot of help, but but still in the conversation right now. So we'll look at it from their standpoint. They're looking, we have a chance to be two behind Vegas. You know, I'm the Golden Knights. We've got a chance to put them six points behind us, and that's what the Golden Knights need to think. This is a game they should win. They're prepped the right way. They approach it the right way. They should beat Vancouver. Vancouver has some very, very good pieces up front. Leos Pedersen's been red hot. Bo Horvat, uh, you know, JT Miller, what a career season he's had. You know, offensively, they, they didn't have Hughes last game. Uh, but he's a big part of it. Demko's the type of goalie that we've we've seen before can steal a game. So they need to be ready. But this is a game, to me, on this road trip. They need to start it the right way, and they should win this game against Vancouver because uh, the next uh, next couple of games, uh, it, the, the, like I said, the competition goes up. Well, next up, right, Calgary after that on Thursday. The Flames have been fantastic virtually all year long. They They just recently hit a little bit of a dip. They lost three in a row. For the first time in two and a half months, well, they took care of that. Now they've won four straight um, after that little dip in their play. So uh, they sit atop the Pacific Division, as they have for most of the season. Uh, Number two in the West, only to Colorado. Seven-point lead on Edmonton, so pretty comfortable lead for Daryl Sutter's team atop the Pacific. And I don't have to go into chapter and verse what happened to the Golden Knights the last time they were in Calgary, but it was not – it was a pretty pretty forgettable night for them. Feels like we've had a lot of those in Calgary. There's not yeah. been a good building for the Golden Knights, and they need to kind of change that narrative as quickly as possible. But you look at the, the you know this Flames team. I mentioned they're very physical. Uh, they don't give you a lot. They're good defensively. Markstrom's been great in net. I think they have. And then offensively, arguably one of the best lines in hockey: uh, Lindholm, Gaudreau, and Kachuk. Uh, you know, all three guys, Gaudreau and Kachuk, have 34 goals apiece. Lindholm has 38. Johnny Gaudreau, uh, 99 points in the season. So, you know, and, and it's good to kind of go up against those offensive powers to, to learn how, you know, you're going to have to do it as a team to try and shut them down. I think the Golden Knights are more set up with the defensive group they have. Different guys can set those matchups. Um, but it's going to be a good first step because right after that, oh, yeah, you got those. Gaudreau sits in the top four in, in points this season. Well, then you're going to meet uh, – you're going to meet a guy named Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl uh, the next night, uh, two, two extremely dangerous offensive players. Johnny Gaudreau tied for fourth in the league in, the, in a point with 99 with Austin Matthews. Leads the league at plus 54 so far this year. Matthew Kachuk tied for sixth in scoring with 89 points. He's at plus 47, which is yeah, uh, that line. Is- Lindholm's plus 51, so I, I can't do that math. Off the cuff, but that's so they're really on good. for a lot more goals for yeah. than against. That's really good. Um, yeah, and to your point, Shane, the Oilers have been a unique story this year, really? right? Yeah. They they were in a brutal spot early this season. Um, well, well, let me. I'll back up a little bit. They started great. They have fifteen and five out of the gates. Then they hit the skids. Uh, made a coaching change. Made a coaching change. Dave Tippett out. Jay Woodcroft elevated from uh, their AHL team, and since the change. They've gone 19-7-3, and yeah. including a run here recently, 12-2-2 in their last 16 games where they've they've created some separation now where they're, you know, in a team that you would think unless something ridiculous happens is going to make the playoffs. Missing was not an option for this team this year. When you think about, you know, their lack of playoff success really since they went to the cup final 15, almost 16 years ago. 
But right now, Edmonton in second in the Pacific, 90 points behind Calgary. And uh, they've really taken off since they made the coaching change. Well, I think Woodcroft's done a couple of things that, that I've noticed, you know, I think, you know, at a point, and Dave Tippett, when, you know, they had a great start, then they're losing, you're trying to change, I think just too much ice time for your top two players. And I think they've balanced it out more. So that's one step. I think they've been better defensively. I think uh, Woodcroft's come in and they've made some changes to the defensive game. This is a team that can score. When you, you've got those two guys in McDavid and Drysettle, you're going to find goals. Uh, you put them on the power play, it's extremely dangerous. But they have to keep them out of the net. So number one defense. And maybe the biggest thing was, let's be honest, their goaltending was just horrible for a long stretch. And now it seems Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen are playing a lot better in net for them. Uh, you know, how long can that last? You know, Mike Smith... Uh, Still doing it. Not a young man. It's a go. I'm always for those guys in the 40s. But uh, Koskinen, uh, you know, he played well the other night. Uh, they had a real good game against the Avalanche uh, that ended up being sh- settled in a shootout. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's a tough road trip ahead. Those two teams playing good hockey in the Pacific, their rivals. Like you said, Vancouver, that's why I think it's so important to start with a positive. Uh, tomorrow night in Vancouver, get a W there is going to be. Very paramount here for the Golden Knights. Yeah, the Oilers just uh, had reeled off six straight wins. That came to an end. They lost in a shootout to Colorado Saturday. But they have been on a a real, real good run. And for the Golden Knights, uh, a tough test coming up here. Nine games to go in their regular season. And the next three uh, coming up on the road for this team. If you're just joining us, good news at practice today. Mark Stone practicing on a line with Chandler Stevenson and uh, Max Pacioretty. So uh, it looks like if everything goes uh, positive, comes out of today's practice okay, Pete DeBoer saying maybe a game-time decision uh, for tomorrow night. But, you know, from the Golden Knights' standpoint, able to rip off six wins in their last seven. Uh, before we go to break, Shane, what about Braden McNabb the other night? Yeah, we got to talk three about point that. Three-point game. I love it. Not first. expected from him. They pay him to do other things, but his first ever three-point night. And well-deserved. This is a guy that, you know, approaches the game the same same way each and every game, does all the hard work, the, the block shots, the hits, the physicality, matched up against the other team's best, penalty kill, you know, all the hard areas of the game. And, you know, it's great when a guy like that gets rewarded offensively. He picked up a pair of assists and scored a goal in the third period. And, uh, you know, he, he has all his teammates behind him. They enjoy when guys like that can put out an offensive performance, uh, you know, the best of his career. And, you know, I, I – I think for Braden McNabb, that's not he's not worried about that. But you know, it's a it's a nice tip of the cap for him to to have a good game to feel and help contribute offensively uh, with his guys. But I think it's the the other players that enjoy those nights a little bit more uh, because they know how important Braden McNabb is to this team, what he brings. Um, so great night for him. It's always good to I always love to see the D men chipping in. Well, those type of D men, you know, yeah. Petrangelo, Theodore, they they do it. But uh, it's good when uh, the McNabs can. Come out and, and have a great game offensively. We had uh, Braden McNabb on our podcast uh, just last week, yeah. right? Sheriff Lawless, some guy named Dave. And we also had him on Nighttime at Noon not too long ago after he had signed his contract extension. And uh, I, I still get a kick out of it. You know, he mentioned on Nighttime at Noon and then reiterated it on the podcast that when he came over here in the expansion draft from the Kings, he wasn't sure he was even going to be able to make yeah. the team. But And I, I thought, well, why is that the case? And so you got to remember, they, they had a lot of defensemen, right? They took a slew of defensemen in that expansion draft. He said, I only played a couple of exhibition games, and then your mind kind of gets 
wandering a little bit, but yeah. and he's thing, more than made it. The thing he told us that really stuck with me, and I, you know, I've been a big believer in it. You know, when when you see being part of a championship team and, and being part of good teams is guys understanding their role and doing it to the best of their ability. And he said that was the thing that changed when he came here. He felt he had a role and knew what his job was. And he's been able to do it each and every night. Uh, I think he's a pro. He's brought consistency to his game. That comes with age. So, But he said, you know, he knows his role. And that's, uh, that's so important if uh, you want to be a good player on a great team is knowing your role, knowing how to play that, not trying to overextend it. He sticks to what he can. He gets rewarded, like we said, every now and then, like a game against Arizona. But for the most part, he's more worried about taking care of his own end, breakouts, blocking shots, shutting down the other team's power play, shutting down their other team's top players. And uh, he understands how to play that role. He understands it's really defined for him. And that's why they've kept him here since the beginning. Was attached at the hip there for a few seasons with Derek Englund. Now he and Shea Theodore have made a nice tandem as well over the last couple of years. And you, you think about, you know, we, you touched on this, Shane, the, the impact that that has on Theodore, right? Oh. And, and I guess Martinez coming back too. But, you know, slotting Theodore with McNabb, McNabb, real good stay-at-home defenseman, puts Theodore maybe in some more opportunities to succeed offensively where he knows McNabb has his back. Well, I think it's, it's it's like you, Dave. He has his comfort blanket. That, that, that's what that's what McNabb is for Theodore. Like Linus, yeah, with, yeah. With a uh, it, it really is. He knows he knows McNabb's there. It allows him to have that little bit bit more of confidence to jump up in the play, knowing McNabb can back him up. Uh, I think you know having a guy that that physical you know helps a player like Shea Theodore. Just they, they play together. They have a lot of chemistry. Theodore's talked about how well McNabb the communication they have and when you play with a guy sometimes you can you don't always need that talk you can just read off certain things they're doing so uh you know those guys have built a lot of chemistry as a defensive pair and you can tell they enjoy playing uh, as partners well nighttime and noon dave and shane with you here from city national arena we're going to take a break one final segment to come we're going to take a look around the nhl uh, a few things i want to kind of look at the, the season that austin matthews has had off the hook with the toronto maple leafs Evgeny Malkin going to have a hearing today. Cross check in the mouth of Mark Borvietsky yesterday in that game against Nashville. And how about the University of Michigan? Some of the players that uh, went real high in the draft last year, some leaving the Wolverines, turning pro. Do the Golden Knights have one of those players that could be signing in the not-too-distant future? We'll get into that and lots more. Nighttime and New continues after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. All right, closing in on the finish line here, another week of Nighttime at Noon. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty with you today. And great to have you with us. All of our social media channels, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and also, of course, on your radio home for the Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Reminder for your friends, a spectacular Hotel Californian. And Santa Barbara, California is the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group, experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room and treat yourself to an unparalleled massage as, as well at Majorelle, the Macaronian-inspired spa, all in the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel California is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel Californian is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Check it out today, hotelcalifornian.com, and book 
your stay. Golden Knights have a trip booked to Western Canada coming up. Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. The next three on the docket as the Golden Knights try to break into the top eight in the Western Conference. Vegas winners of six of seven trying to take advantage of some other teams that are faltering, most notably the L.A. Kings, who have dropped three in a row and five of their last seven. Teams that have already clinched a playoff spot around the NHL, Florida, Colorado, Carolina, the Rangers, and Toronto already have punched their ticket to the postseason. We mentioned one of those teams, Shane, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the year of Austin Matthews. So the Toronto Maple Leafs have had a team for 104 years. <laughs> no one has ever had an offensive season no. like he has had in the goal-scoring department. Up to 58 goals now, 60 certainly within striking distance for him. Broke Rick Vibes' record of uh, 54 goals. but uh, 50 and 50 games. 50 and 50. And a stretch of 50 games, yeah. 50 goals and 50. It's yeah. just been unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, You know, the league... So Gretzky had, what, 50 and 39. I think Rocket Richard had 50 and less than 50. But, you know, they go by in the first 50 games. First but thing. we're talking Matthews' 50 games, 50 goals in a 50-game stretch in his season. It's incredible to, to, to think of what they'll do that in today's game. And, you know, we've seen offense come up this year, and part of it is just the, the, the skill level of these players that, that are coming in the league. And, and Austin Matthews has done it right from the beginning. He's healthy. such a big, strong guy. His release – is you know as good as it gets when he shoots the puck and his accuracy but he scores different ways he's got that great shot but he's such a big body he's good in front of the net that's a pretty good guy in mitch marner that feeds him the puck a lot but uh yeah for the leafs and what matthews uh, has done uh you know i think you got to consider is he is he the front runner right now for the mvp is uh 58 goals in 67 games unbelievable run for austin matthews um in one of the great hockey markets on the planet. The big thing for him and that team, obviously, is what do they do come May oh, yeah. and potentially <laughs> June, right? That's as great. And I, and I always had somebody say once, uh, be sure to enjoy where you're at. You know, you, you, I think sometimes people make the mistake. I, I probably did it when I was younger of, all right, I'll be happy when this happens and that happens and if I get this or if I get that. Could you giving advice to What me? about where you're at right now, David? Somebody said that to me once. That's a valid point. But, you know, and this has been an unbelievable year for Matthews. Um, but, you know, that team is going to be under a lot of pressure, especially after what happened last year against Montreal in the playoffs, blowing a three games to one lead. They haven't done anything in the playoffs, anything, since before the lockout that wiped out the whole year in 04-05. So um, we'll see what happens once the postseason starts. But not to be lost in all this, just a historical season that he's had. It is. It's an incredible season. And as you said, for him to do it, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs just magnifies it uh, Certainly in Canada anyways, but we get a lot of that trickle effect down here in the United States. Congratulations to Manny Viveros and company, the yes. Henderson Silver Knights, back-to-back seasons in the Calder Cup playoffs. Great work by the HSK as they're headed back uh, to play for a Calder Cup. And how about Shane? So the University of Michigan, the Wolverines. So congratulations, University of Denver won uh, the College Hockey National Championship in Boston. They knocked off Minnesota State on Saturday. Uh, the Pioneers win their ninth NCAA title. They beat Michigan in overtime in the semis of the Frozen Four, so that put an end to the season for the Wolverines. How about the draft last year? We worked it here, right? Yeah. Four of the top five picks were either going to Michigan or had committed to go to Michigan. You've got three of them that have already signed, right? Owen Power signs. He was number one one overall. 
signs with Buffalo. He's going to make his debut, they expect, uh, tomorrow, night tomorrow night in Toronto. Matty Beneers went number two. Um, he goes to Seattle. Just signed yesterday, practiced today. He's expected to make his NHL debut on this road trip. Um, Kraken go to Calgary and, and, uh, and Winnipeg. Fifth in the draft, Kent Johnson already signed with Columbus, right? He's expected to play. Yep. Luke Hughes went fourth. <laughs> he had committed to go to Michigan. He was going into his freshman year. He's going to stay for another year in Ann Arbor. Four of the top five picks with Michigan ties in that draft last year. So I bring it up because you wonder what the Golden Knights are going to do here. Brendan Brisson was the first-round pick, not last year, but the year before, right? Uh, 29th pick in the 2020 draft for the Golden Knights. Had a real good season, season for the Wolverines. Uh, you wonder if, if that's something that might be on the horizon here in the near future. Well, I'm sure it's something they're working on. And, you know, you think of Brisson, uh, this is a guy, immediately everybody thinks of his shot. He's a goal scorer. He's got, a, you know, an unreal release one-timer. He finds the back of the net, and, uh, you know, after the year he had, the next step for him is to go pro uh, and see what he can do there and, and begin his pro hockey career, whatever level that's at. But it'll be interesting here. I'm sure the Golden Knights uh, have had conversations uh, with him and his team, and we'll, we'll see where it moves on. But, uh, yeah, pretty amazing that, they, you know, once Denver got past them, it seemed like it was wide open because the Michigan were the heavy favorites. Yeah, what a wagon they had, and now they've got uh, three players that have left. We'll see if Brisson ends up leaving as well. But, um, yeah, just some uh, – uh, what a program, you know, to have four players come out of that uh, come out of that program. Well, five, really, when you think about Brisson from the year before. Um, so we'll see if that ends up happening uh, or not. But uh, Brendan Brisson, 21 goals, 42 points for Michigan this year in 38 games. So, all right, well, the Golden Knights, Shane, that's, um, I said, shaping up to be one heck of a final two and a half weeks of the regular season. We'll see if they can fight their way into the top eight in the West. Uh, you know, we keep – they've been in this run for a while. One day they're in a playoff spot. The next day they're out of a playoff spot. It might be that way until exactly. the end of the regular season. As long as when the music stops, yeah. they've got a chair. You know, they're not left – Without one, anyways. Well, so. they are. So everybody's got to cheer for the Golden Knights. Who, who are they cheering for tomorrow night? Who do, who do the Kings play? That's what I wanted to Can you cheer. find that out on your on the Oh, Chicago. On your, on your so telephone? everybody cheer for Chicago and, <laughs> and the Golden Knights tomorrow night. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? The Golden Knights have talked about that. Zach Whitecloud put it pretty good the other day. We can scoreboard watch all we want, and we do. It's part of what we do. But if you don't take your, care of your own backyard, all of it is irrelevant. But they have taken a lot better care of their own backyard over the last couple of weeks, right? Winning six out of seven. So uh, hopefully that trend continues. The Golden Knights next up, three-game swing, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. Of course, you can uh, watch Shane and I along with the rest of our gang on AT&T Sportsnet. And uh, Dan and Gary have the call, as always, on the radio side. Thanks for tuning in. Get well wishers to Darren Millard. Hopefully we'll have him back in our lineup here real soon as well. That'll do it for us. Talk to you next time on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.